I mean, I think that what I'm up against right now is, um, you know, coming from Bridgestone and like a, just overall lack of coworkers to talk things through. I mean, I think it's a lot harder than it sounds. And so once you're in it, it's a lot lonelier than you think. And that's not, I'm not unique in that space. That was Molly Locker, founder of Sunny Care Services, a startup that helps grieving families focus on healing by navigating the tactical, often time-consuming tasks that arise out of a loved one's passing. Molly shared her story with us backstage at the 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival to talk about why finding a like-minded community and startup support systems are critical to success, a common theme we've heard during several of our interviews with festival attendees. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a new podcast from Launch Tennessee dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership that supports entrepreneurs from ideation to exit. And the vision is real simple. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. Tennessee is one of the few states with an entrepreneur resource infrastructure operating state level, collaborating with over 30 partners in industries such as healthcare, life science, energy, logistics, music, and more. In this episode, Molly shares how the path to success is not always a straight line and that her best ideas came out of collaborating with others. This show highlights the stories of entrepreneurs like Molly and how you too can access the rich resources available throughout the state. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. In the next several episodes in this series, we draw on from conversations we had at the annual 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival. For more stories like this, visit launchtn.org slash podcast. Let's jump in. Hi there, my name is Molly Locker. I am founder of Sunny Care Services, and I am at 3686 as a FedEx scholar. That's really cool. So what, in a nutshell, is that? The FedEx scholar. Right. So what I understand is it's just their generosity of giving out scholarships to this amazing conference to um, minority-owned businesses. So women, um, diversity, you know, race, gender, whatever that may look like. And um, I was really thankful because as a new startup, <laughs> you know, every amount really counts. And so I really wanted to attend 3686 um, and thankfully was able to, to come on there behalf. I'm so happy you're here. And you were telling me just a moment ago as we were getting seated. So you're a mom. Yes. You're about to have your second baby. Uh huh. And so you are here working it at the conference <laughs> yes. and you created Sunny Care Services. This is your first startup. Mm -hmm. You created it earlier this year, mm -hmm. which was, you know, January of 2018 is, yep. is uh, when you started that. So I'm really excited to talk with you about what that experience has been like, and also some of the ways you've been able to create a community around you using the ecosystem you're in. Mm -hmm. I think we can get some good takeaways on what other founders can learn from you. Yeah. So how about we just start off though of first, Sunny Care Services, what is it? Why did you create this? Sure. Walk me through the problem that you're solving. Yeah, absolutely. So I say my whole story was I was minding my own business as a project manager. 
Um, it's a great role. I love this being is, This is what manager. you did forever, right? Yes, this is what corporate my whole job. career. Yes, very corporate. <laughs> I was actually at Bridgetown prior um, and was managing our new headquarters building, which was just built downtown Nashville, um, in downtown Nashville. Beautiful. And Yeah, thanks. Well done. <laughs> built it with my bare hands. Not at all. Um, but I was minding my own business, just doing project management. I was really um, happy there. And yeah, my husband's brother, who was 42 at the time, he, um, he'd he been sick uh, a large part of his life. He was a St. Jude's kid growing up. And so that just means you're kind of chronically dealing with some back end um, of of treating cancer at that young of an age. So um, he was going in for his um, final heart surgery. It was going to be really minimally invasive, and he actually ended up coding on the table. Um, and what I noticed and what I felt during that experience was my husband's family was just dealing with a lot of chaotic situations. Not only were they just in shock that their brother and son and husband had passed away really suddenly, but the fact that they also had to deal with a lot of administrative things that came with that. So we found credit cards that we needed to deal with in his name that had debt on them. We had student loans. Um, how do you get his name off of accounts? Uh, all of these things. How do we set up his daughter for success? Because she was five years old at the time, or four years old rather. Um, and so that's just a long amount of life to live. And so there's social security benefits. I could go on, but the list was overwhelming for our family and I think we kept asking the question of what are we supposed to be doing right now and I'm such a taskmaster and I love to take on things for people and so I just kept asking the family what can I do what would be helpful but no one really knew what that was and so I felt like are there other families in this position and I had actually lost my dad five years prior which was a whole nother ballgame because he was a practicing attorney at the time and thankfully my older brother was uh, executor of his estate but it was just a mess and so I think that I've had enough loss in my family to know this needs to be better because it's just too much on top of the grief that you're feeling so I took that idea um, I was still working at the time and I started a program at the EC called pre-flight which is great for if you have an idea, no idea what you're supposed to be doing with it, if it's a thing, if you should even pursue it. And it really backs you into great structure of how to vet that out, how to do market research, how to talk with customers, how to build out your business model. What does that look like? How are you going to be profitable? All of that. Um, and then you ultimately pitch it. And so I pitched my business idea at the end of the pre-flight semester thinking I may have something, I may not. <laughs> and I was really open to that of, you know, letting it go if it's a complete bomb. And what happened was so many people, whether they be entrepreneurs, investors, or, or advisors, were just feeling so connected to the story because they saw themselves in their family situation and um, how awful it was for them to deal with a passing. So with that, I felt like I should give this a fair chance and really give it all my energy. So. Wow. Well, I'm sorry that you had to face so many yeah. challenges with all that, but I'm optimistic yeah. that you're turning something negative into something that can help other people. Yeah, thanks. So you're talking about pre-flight at the EC. So just as context, so, you're, so the EC, Nashville Entrepreneur Center, that's one of the several ECs, entrepreneur centers mm -hmm, across mm -hmm. the state of Tennessee. And each of these, whether they're Memphis, Chattanooga, Knoxville, and so on, they have programs that right. support yep. entrepreneurs of several stages. Right. So in this case, you tapped into that. Mm-hmm. Tested out your idea, got feedback, right? Yep, yep. 
and here you are today. And at, you know, this is late summer, so you've been at this for I mean, how many months now? Um, since I went through pre-flight. Since you actually started this as a business earlier this year. Oh yeah, right. So it's only been what, like eight months. So not a long amount of time at all. What do you think has been the biggest lesson you've learned so far that you were not expecting? Um, that I was not expecting, you know, (laughs) I think it's all been a little bit unexpected. I've I'm an avid listener of How I Built This. It was my favorite podcast long before I even thought about going on this journey. And I knew it would be difficult and lonely and there would be a lot to just figure out and trust your gut on. But it's another thing to be experiencing that. And I think coming from a really corporate structure where I always had someone to bounce an idea off of and I always had a manager up the chain who I could push things back on you know worst case scenario it's always somebody else's fault but for this I mean it is all on you and that is um awesome and awful a lot of times because I've realized uh where I really shine and where I really get my best ideas is collaboration so I think that um knowing that I've now tried to figure out how do I get that while also still being a solo entrepreneur finding community yeah yeah you can, you, yes, what I'm hearing from you is it can be really lonely. And that's yes. something that we can all relate to. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this podcast is designed to be for those founders out there or those folks who are, are living in this space, or maybe even people who are like you who are just listening to how I built this podcast of just, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, just for context there. That's a podcast by Guy Raz. Do you yep. have a favorite podcast episode with on that show that comes to mind? Okay. So actually, yes. I was thinking about this the other day. I, he just came out with, um, I guess it's a fairly recent episode, but it was Steve Madden. And I don't know why that his story is so compelling to Steve me. Steve Madden. So he does shoes. Steve Madden, the shoe okay. and apparel guy. I don't know if you've ever listened okay, to it. this one. His story is bananas. He was he's in the Wolf of Wall Street because he got into like some fraudulent investing activity. He just has had so many ups and downs in his life. And he was so honest and authentic about how difficult certain chapters were for him. I really appreciated that because I think it just shows like the path to success is so not linear. And he had to he actually went to prison um, for several Whoa. several years, yeah, because of yeah, the yeah. Um, you know the investment activity he was involved in. So I don't know. It just it helps to hear how messy it can be sometimes because I think that that is sometimes something we skip over of just like how zigzagged the path can look like if that's even a word. <laughs> We're going to return to that theme of finding community, but I want to kind of touch on something you just talked about. You're saying you like that particular episode just because it was authentic. So something we started off with, mm-hmm. with you sharing your story, and it's clearly a really authentic, raw, real story. Yeah. So what have you learned with being really early stage? You're still building your product, your offering. At times you might be pitching and you might not necessarily be ready to scale it up yet. Yeah. So how do you use authenticity in your story, mm-hmm. how do you connect that with just getting that early traction? Yeah. What have you done that's worked for you? So a lot of what my role is and what my business does is we meet people in their grief. And I think that if you've never gone through a really traumatic life event, that can feel really surface to people if they can sense that you haven't 
gone through anything similar in your life. And so what I've found is having that authentic experience of actually knowing what it's like to lose somebody very close to you and having to still figure out how to move forward is helpful because it establishes a lot of trust. I mean, my business requires a lot of trust from um, families. And I think that if I didn't have that authenticity and that clear story that was pulling us together, then I don't think I would be able to get that far. Your story has always been there, but any tips on how you've been able to tell your story in a quick, concise way? It's still authentic, but you're able to communicate it really well. Any things that have helped you that you've discovered? Um, you know, saying it over and over and over and realizing that sometimes you're sitting in front of someone who literally starts looking at the clock the minute you sit down with them. And so you feel the need to get concise really really quick. Um, and so I think that I've just learned what are the important parts to pull in and what's not, you know, I think I could share a lot more about my experience of leaving Bridgestone and, and how that affected me and, and how much of my project management skills I pull into this. And I could go on and on about different parts of the story that make sense for why I'm here and why I'm doing this. But I noticed that the high points are all that people really grab onto. Uh, and so then I've just honed that to the point that I could say it in, you know, just to begin quick. the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Establish that trust. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Let's return now to that concept of community. Mm -hmm. That seems to have been something that's really helped you advance quickly. Mm -hmm. Now there's things in this particular city we're in now in Nashville that maybe other cities don't have. And there's things other cities have that Nashville doesn't have, but how have you been able to maneuver around and find the right community for you yeah. that has helped give you that support that you need. Because you really cannot go it alone. That's been a theme we've been yeah. hearing at this conference. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'm still figuring that out a lot. But I think that just having the EC and going through pre-flight, you're already involved in a cohort, which was nice. And so I actually made some good friends out of that program, which is great because you're in similar stages. And so you can talk. And then from there, what I've uh, kind of tapped into is I was talking with the EC. I've been talking with Launch Tennessee a ton um, and in trying to build out, okay, where are the good places I could plug into? So I joined um, NABO, which is the um, Association of Women Business Owners. I've gone to events at Pathways Women's Business Center, yeah. which is a great one, um, and, and, you know, done a lot of networking there and kind of things. But in terms of, like, building, like, real solid friendships and community and people that I can have honest and raw conversations with, I'm building out a group right now of women who are really early stage. We do not have an idea what we're doing, but we're really honest with each other on that. And we just come to each meeting talking about what are the things that are going on with us? What do you think we should do? Why or why not? And just help us talk it through. I love that. There's so many things I would love to keep talking about there, but I just love how that, that thread of trust and authenticity is so important, yeah. whether it's you're pitching your business, you're trying to build community around you. Yeah. But something I like that you just were talking about launching a C, one resource for you was reaching out to them and saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what I need. Yeah. And they could help look at the options that you have. So right. in the few minutes that we do have left, let's kind of shift back to Sunny Care Services and how you are using your project management skills and you're mm -hmm. using things from your 
previous life. Yeah. And now bringing those over into what you're doing now as an yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah. What are some of the things that you're really excited about? Um, you know, I think that it's funny when you look back on your career or even college life, you're wondering like, how is this all going to piece together? <laughs> you know, I was an undergrad in psychology. I actually and you went to University of Tennessee. I did, but I actually started out at Auburn in fashion design. And I can't make that up. I was actually so passionate about it. And then got to my second year and could not sew to save my life. Like you have to start creating your projects and constructing them. And so sewing machines and I just had an inherent battle. So I'm, I had I'm to a, I'm afraid of those things. <laughs> They're really intense and it's technical. I'm not either of those things. So all that to say, I had to figure out something quick and I was burning through a lot of, uh, you know, money being out of state. And if I wasn't going to do fashion design, so I came back to psychology Then I ended up going to Vanderbilt and did um, a program called leadership and organization performance through the Peabody School and kind of teaches you how to be a good like internal consultant, how to ask a lot of um, good questions and just be a person who figures things out is what I say. Critical thinking. They're all about it. Uh, and so all that to say, I think that when I got out of school, I started consulting and doing project management. And I think I wasn't sure how this was all going to stack up, how all of these things came together. And what I'm most excited about is seeing Sunny Care Services be a blend of psychology, a little bit of a blend of project management. I'm kind of like my own internal consultant in a way. It's it's really amazing to me how it's these skills I've picked up along the way are helping me craft this business I would have never thought I would start if you had asked me 10 years ago. So, so your primary customer are you looking at just individuals, more of the B2C route, I guess? It's a good question. So I'm actually, uh, I was a part of iFundWomen. Sorry, I forgot to mention that as well. I'm There's so many things so to many. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. And all these groups like Pathway, yeah. uh, iFundWomen, they're all here. at. Yes. They're all plugged into this, yes. what's happening at 3686. Yes, exactly. Karen Kahn is actually here. I need to see her. But uh, Karen Kahn, who runs iFundWomen, she's been great because I was in her private accelerator program. And what she and I talked about was, is B2C working? It's a little bit of a slower model. I was heavy reliant on referrals from certain businesses, funeral homes and um, state attorneys, financial advisors, things like that. And so we've actually helped create a model um, and she's helped a ton with this of a B2B model. And so I'm starting to launch that and doing a pilot with that and looking at that in a few different channels. So I'm very much in the trying a lot of things to see what sticks aspect of my you know business and so I am talking with businesses about offering this as an ancillary benefit to their employees so they can get back to work if they lose a loved one and then our business takes on all the administrative tasks talking with hospice and assisted living facilities about this being a benefit offered to their families once their loved one who's staying there passes or um, that they're taking care of so I'm exploring a lot of options Clark well for someone who is listening along with us right now how can they connect with you yeah and maybe be one of those early customers or maybe be one of those folks who can give you feedback all of the above how can you how can they learn more yeah so i am i have a website out there it's uh www.sunnycareservices.com my email is my first name which is m-o-l-l-i-e at sunnycareservices.com and got Facebook, got Instagram. So find me all those different ways. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your authentic story. (laughs) And I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I am too. Thanks, Clark. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum. 
This is the place where entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders share their story on how they're challenging the status quo to create their own path. I hope you follow along with us at launchtn.org slash podcast and join the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at launchtn. Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. Until next time, don't forget, be sure to subscribe at launchtn.org podcast, and we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.